1: Right, if you just want to tell me how far we've come and, and where we are
2: now. It's yeah, on a platform with uh, a hazel bender over the top of it uh, covered in plastic and uh, blankets and uh, hay on the floor for insulation. And you're about 50, 60 feet up. Nice view of uh, the car park and the uh, the new camp.
1: Can you give me an idea of
2: the dimensions of this and and what it's made of? Well, it's about what? The whole platform itself is about eight foot by, I think it's about seven feet. And um, it's made of old beams that people have donated, uh, old floorboards people have given us, or what we found in skips. And then the uh, dome over the top is made out of um, coppiced hazel, which was donated by the Coppicing Society. And there's blankets over the top of that for insulation and plastic for waterproofing.
1: Day uh, for anyone with a rant, just find an auspicious high place and begin. You'll be tolerated.
2: Don't worry about
3: it. <laughs> right, the way I see it, right? We all live in one planet, right? Hang okay. on. Okay. We all live in one planet, and uh, it's like If you liken it to, like, our spaceship, and we live in this spaceship, right, it's like the equivalent to the oxygen tanks would be the trees, yeah? Now, it's like the guy who's driving this spaceship doesn't understand that, and he's saying, oh, let's throw away an oxygen tank, you know, and we'll put a coffee machine or something there. And I go, no, hang on, lads, you know what I mean? We need the oxygen tanks to breathe, you know what I mean? And things like this, and they're doing away with all different things that are important for the whole ship to work. It's a whole system. Our system has to work with the natural system, and that's the way it goes. It can't be any other way. If, if not, it's like that's the way the, the, the whole thing works, the whole shebang, you know what I mean? The solar system is our system, and we have to take into account that our, the system out there, with the roads and the buildings, are only a part of a system that lives within a bigger system. And we have to live with the system that we live in and look after it and care for it. It's our system. The natural system is our system. And we have to live with it and work with it. Can't we just
1: get That's another planet where say. this huh? one yeah. Can't we just get another planet where we've got this one No, from? we can't.
3: We don't have a spaceship. We've got a little shuttle us. that sits about yeah. two or three spacemen. Poor cars?
2: What are they, gonna
3: um, are they going to do? Cruelty to breathe? cars, is R-I-P. that what you're saying yeah. now? rust in peace. Cruelty R-I-P. to cars, all right. Rust in peace. We'll see them going round with banners saying that in ten years' time, hopefully. All right, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I've noticed a sign along the road saying like slow down or something like that or like, it was in three different languages none of them Irish really? German, French and English I mean, what's that all about? I mean, here' would I mean, The Irish just... don't
4: need to be told, maybe. <laughs> Can come. Hands up that way. Yeah. That way. Down. That's down. That's that down. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's off. Sure. And I, I, I think one of the things that we forget: a lot of people get into environmentalism and they they go on about the rainforests in in South America and you know sort of the the desertification of Africa. See, we've got to look at our own desertification. You know, like we're, we're running out of bogs, we're running out of trees, we're planting Sitka spruce and ruining our rivers. And we've got to hang on to the diversity that we have. And this place is a, a place of great biodiversity and a place that, that can give us all a place of solace and peace and comfort to go to, to, to rest our weary bones from Please Dublin's madness. And it needs to be saved, and it needs to be saved not for our, just us and not just for our children, that are for our children's children's children. We can't just forget about the future. We've got to remember that we are indebted to the people of the past and we have a debt to the people of the future to save this place, to keep this place, for future time.
5: I've I've met a lot of people through this campaign of all different walks of life. I've met housewives who will come along with three or four loaves of bread, drop them down to the camp. And I've met the hardcore tree dweller, you know, who is uh, living in thermal gear and clothes that they probably haven't washed in two or three weeks. And for me, uh, I don't really care really whether, you know, they can afford only a couple of hours a week in uh, being able to bake some bread as i said or somebody who can actually commit themselves to living down here i don't i don't look at them you know whether they've got long hair or dreadlocks or whether they're dirty or clean or whether they've got a foreign accent or an irish accent i mean what i'm here is to meet people on a on a common bond and try and find a common link which is our environment in the glen of the downs and and um whatever people it takes i mean we've got people in dublin who are you know Suits and working in courts, um, and they're doing their bit. Uh, the media always marginalises, um, always has to try and find some way of being able to uh, define uh, who's involved in what, and they never have the time, unfortunately, to uh, come down and and actually partake and involve themselves in meeting people and seeing what they're actually about at a, at a more, you know, human level. I mean. If you just come down with a camera and you're pointed at a bunch of crusties with dogs on strings, it's very easy to make an opinion. Um, but I think that really the media is selling themselves short at that level as well because they're not really making any efforts to find out they're here purely for the sensationalist tabloid opinion of a story. Um, um, we We recognise that fact. I mean, I'm not at all embarrassed to say that there's crusties down here with dogs on strings, but I mean there's also much much deeper than that i'm not a crusty i've got you know i don't even have a dog but um you know there's all sorts of different people and i've seen it change people i mean there's people living down here who now were once you know systems analysts in in large computer companies you know there's people down here who were once upon a time accountants in a previous life in in australian accounting firms you know there's uh there's remarkable people here who have had their own particular awakening. Um, and I think that, you know, there is that whole area that has to be explored and I think seen as something positive as opposed to being something negative. If somebody wants to um, apply themselves to a sense of of, um, of sustainable lifestyle and sustainable future, and if that involves... Packing in your job and making a stand for you know one of the last residual Irish oak forests in the 1990s. Well, then that's what has to be done now. Um, unfortunately, so many people are locked into a, a life that um, that means they can't express themselves as themselves. Um, their boss tells them they have to be somewhere at nine o'clock in the morning. Um, tells them they can leave at five, and then. You know, they've just got no time left after that. By the time they feed themselves, you know, wash themselves, put the kids to bed or whatever else needs to be done, there's not a whole lot of time to actually look at themselves and and explore their own life and to awaken up to the fact that it's much bigger and much broader than that. Life is full of mystery and life is full of wonder and there's places all around that you can find it and the Glen of the Downs is just one of them, you know.
1: This lifestyle is like a style of life. I'm not... (laughs) often accused of having any style whatsoever so uh, I mean I like I went I grew, grew up in a, a, a new town in Scotland um, I originally from Northern Ireland from Derry but I went did most most of my schooling in uh, Livingston Newtown in Scotland went to college studied applied physics with electronics graduated went to work for a defense company down in Essex and uh, that was a really bad move. It's <laughs> the most boring job I've ever had in my life. And uh, it took me sev- several years to actually escape from that environment, the work environment, and uh, managed to escape. I learned how to build furniture out of uh, wood from skips, which I thought is a much better way to spend my time than uh, basically playing with computers for... Uh, people who don't know very much about the environment or anything else at all it's like what, so. what kind of defense work were you involved in uh, i was working for gc avionics and uh initially i was working in the future systems laboratory i mean this is in theory i'm bound still by the official secrets act so but m- most of the work i was involved in was like uh basically computer systems analysis and uh uh, mainframe installation and uh, installing software on mainframe computers there. So, I suppose I was a systems analyst or systems programmer, which is a really boring job. It's like <laughs> you're like, it, it, there wasn't any daylight getting in, and uh, I spent all my holidays basically uh, working with the British Trust for Conservation Volunteers doing uh, environmental projects throughout. Britain also like I ended up doing dry stone mauling in Northern Ireland and uh, for me that was a way of uh, learning new skills and uh, basically learning better ways to uh, live with our natural environment.
0: Great age Ancient wisdom Wisdom from the past That's being brought into here and now The wisdom of times past The wisdom of the people That worked with the trees From time immemorial Bringing that wisdom and knowledge Into today's world Because we need it today We need lots more knowledge And it needs spreading That's what these trees are saying My name is Adj. I'm a Druid, I'm a Cornishman, I'm not English, I came over from Cornwall about 12 years ago. Um, I've been active in the, um, shall we say, earth spirituality field for over 20 years now. Uh, I love it here in Ireland. Uh, when I came here I was a sick man, I'd driven myself far too hard in doing many things and I came here and I found healing and love and a home and friendship and I figure that I owe Ireland a debt and that's why I'm doing the things that I'm doing now it's a debt of honour, I'm trying to repay back give back something for what I was given here Um, the energy has to flow both ways in any circuit for it to be complete, if it's all one way it's just a drain on the battery the energy has to flow both ways so I'm trying to heal um, the land where it's been damaged as I was healed by the land here um, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing it's an obligation that's on me I mean the knowledge that I have isn't there just for me to sit on and say hey, 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 this is all mine and you're not knowing about it and just keeping it to myself, there's no use there it has to be used it has to be put to use that's the responsibility that I have possessing the knowledge it's a privilege it's also a responsibility as well and um, I have to pay my debts I have to walk my talk um, I have to live in the truth that's what's on the, the blade of my sword in Odin the truth against the world it's the opening statement of a druid's judgment in a Brehon law court because a druid would have to uphold the truth against anybody or anything or the world if necessary so the truth against the world Um, I've bound myself to the truth I can't walk outside it because if my my word is worth nothing then neither am I my word is my bond that is a serious tree too isn't it look at the size of that wow beautiful tree you don't get many beaches that size that is big That is lovely. Oh, you could sit down by a tree like that all day and it would be slowly telling you things. I mean, that's one way that the Tree of Life was used by the Druids. It's not the Kabbalistic tree, but the Celtic Tree of Life, um, the Ogham. Uh, There's a lot of the old Druids' tree lore that's coded into the Ogham. The uh, Sacred Tree Circle was used for... Um, many purposes in many forms and uh, one of the primary means of using the tree circle is as a memory storage device because a druid had to memorise everything and his training took 20 years in the old days and they would use the sacred tree circle to store their knowledge so that they could retrieve it Um, after a day's learning they would go into a meditation state and visualise all the trees in a circle. And each day's learning could be um, based on a particular tree because they're associated with different deities, birds, animals, herbs, times of year, seasons, tools, everything like this. So whatever learning you had could be tracked back to a tree. So you would go into a meditation state visualise your sacred trees visualise yourself going into the sacred circle, going to the relevant tree, climbing up the trunk and then you climb out onto a branch and then you climb out onto a smaller branch and then you hang your knowledge there and you come back down the twig and then the branch and then the trunk and leave the circle so you know where to go to retrieve it The ancient Greeks used to do the same thing with a a temple of the gods, a circular temple with all the gods and the goddesses and their altars all the way around it, and they'd take the knowledge in at the end of a day's learning and lay it on the altar of the relevant god, yeah, so that they could retrieve it when they wanted it again. We've forgotten how to train our memories. It's all down on computer disks and books these days. That's one reason why the druids didn't never write anything down, because they wanted to make sure that their knowledge was transmitted in the old way from mouth to ear because then you could be sure that it was only the right, right people with the right training that had the knowledge, because it could be dangerous in the wrong hands. If you wrote it down in a book, anybody could read it, and God only knows what they do with it then.
1: Kimba being cut. <laughs> Can you tell me what, what this is for, Michael. It's firewood now. Yeah, for cooking and uh, keep the people warm. Up. Uh, a bit more.
5: Unfortunately, or, or fortunately, as some people might look at it, I have a day job um, five days a week, and um, that means I can't be down here all the time. I'd, I'd love nothing more than to pack it all in, but I'm unfortunately tied, and these are these are the obligations of, of uh, my life at the moment. But I come down here for weekends, and um, I come down here to work. But I come down every weekend and I bring whatever I can down with me um, and I do my work. I, I built, helped build this roundhouse, I built a bridge over, I've built two tree houses here. I'm down here collecting acorns today for um, Glenstall Abbey who are making a, a forest of uh, endangered Irish woods. They've got acorns from Santry Woods and Ballyseedy and Kerry. All uh, very valuable uh, parts of Irish landscape that are under threat by progress. And um, So I'm just collecting... I'm collecting here now for um, for the Glen of the downs. We've got hundred and twenty acorns here.
1: Can I ask you about your day, John?
5: Uh yeah, sure. I'm a well, I'm a musician. I have a small recording studio up in Dublin and I'm writing an album. I'm I'm uh, I, I I I received from the government last year a business expansion scheme. I don't know why I bothered sometimes, but anyway. <laughs> uh, I, I have a small recording studio and I'm, I'm writing music and I'm also a teacher in Ballyfermot at college where I teach sound recording and um, but that's that's just the stuff that I have to do to earn money where I'm actually happiest is down here you know this is where I actually excel and uh, actually have some joy in my life I mean so many people now are preoccupied with the whole idea of financial gain in life but I mean for me I mean what good is financial gain if you can't actually express yourself and this is a place that I can express myself horse now here this is a horse he's a dog of the camp he loves having sticks thrown for him but I mean you know it's that it's a quality of life as opposed to um, quantity of life you know and I, I personally find my release and my own you know I just leave this place on a Sunday evening feeling happy you know come down here on a on a Saturday morning feeling stressed and you know that in itself is enough for me to be able to highly recommend it as something to You know, to do my time. So many other people find their weekends as a place for wanting to stay in bed and rest because they hate their day job so much. But I use my day job as a method of actually getting down here and where I want to be and enjoy myself. I suppose other people go hang gliding or rock climbing. And and this is where I am. And I'm also, you know, it it also allows me to uh, intellectually think through my whole whole, uh, environmental political opinion as well.
6: You become aware of many, 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 many different things because you've gained an objective perspective on life because it's not quite so subjective in the sense of scraping a living and getting by of, you know, of, of caught in a monetary system. Because There is no real money here. There's no no currency except goodwill or karma, if you want, if kind of put a hippie perspective on it all. But the, the, again, the, I guess the spirituality of it is is based on like again, from nature of respect, of of giving, of of a, of a belief in God and a, and a belief in, in in good, and a belief in in the trees uh, being a kind of a perfect symbol. Of you know, they are in, in many ways a focal point of so many 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 issues. A tree is pure. A tree is perfection. A tree is untainted by 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 human ignorance. You know what I mean? And human. And human human ugliness and human greed and it's something which is is beyond, you know, it elevates itself beyond beyond our, our you know our petite little worlds, and it, it just it just it's in a state of zen. It is. It just is.
1: For somebody who may, may be not familiar with the community like this, can you just tell me how the community operates? How how people get on with each
6: other how how you deal with problems and all the rest of it obviously problems arise and personalities uh have a lot to play in it we've no leaders uh we you know the media will say oh this person represents this or this you know we certainly have media spokespeople but each individual makes their own protests and makes you know what i mean we are a community of people uh united on a common cause uh, which is the betterment of, of, of all our people. And, and I, I, I really have to say this, but I think it, there are people with vision. I think there are people who see a bit further down the line than their own noses. I think there are people who, people out there in the world, have to really realise that we're not here for ourselves. There's nothing here for us. When, when people will leave this site, many of them will be homeless. Many of them will just go back to, to, to a world on the dole. This maybe might be the first chance... That, that people will actually get a chance to really make a stand and really say, what, what, is, the cor- what is the purpose of my life if, if it is not lived without purpose, if there is no purpose? This, this is, is such a powerful message. And, and for c- people like myself from an ordinary background, from an ordinary working-class background, to, to actually go out and do something, it's still quite strange in Ireland, but, you know what I mean? It's, it's not strange at all when you think that we're the ones which are most effective. We're the people who, who fucking pay the price for this. Um, I, I think we are nature freaks. There's no doubt about that. I spend, you know, 95% of the last... You know, of, of, of my, my adult life uh, in, in the woods. I, I don't really go into cities. I've never... You know, I've never found them appealing. I live... I'm a country boy, like... The, 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 the thing is, is, is that we, we are common-sense people. We, we are just trying in some way, in the best, the only voice that we know how, to make our message known, to, to say that, yeah, we live in a democratic state and we do live in a free world, but <laughs> where's my voice in all of this? If I arrived at Bertie Horne's door... I'm a poor man, I've nothing in this world, I've nothing. If, if I arrived at Bertie Horne's door... And I asked him and told him what I thought. It doesn't... It, what's that worth? He, That man... You know, I wouldn't be in that position to ever... To, to be listened to. This is my way. This is my own way in my own life of making my own stand.
3: I'll not stand by and watch you flinch Little children of the gale I've walked the wild Donegal hills And heard the banshee wail I've skipped stones of the burn I've wept in Cavan town And surely as God gives me voice Not see one tree cut down I'll not stand by and see you bleed Little children of the storm I've spent sad hours with dairymen By Fintown fires kept warm I've walked the shore of Swilly, braved hard Atlantic gale, and surely as God gives me strength, in this great land I'll live at length, not see one tree to fall. This all has been by many people,
4: some that young and some still living. if you think you can take these pills, I'm not here to give them, give them, give them. I have walked through these since I am a mother's daughter, and you just can't take these trees away without me
6: fighting.
4: you may drive your big machines, but I
3: was born a big strong woman, and
4: just can't take
3: these trees away without me fighting. This all has been won by many people.
0: Some
4: died young and some still living. If you think you're wrong, these trees. I'm not
3: here to give them, give them, give them. <laughs>
5: interesting story really, the Glen. It was owned by uh, a family called the Latouche family who uh, were very large landowners. They would have been of Huguenot extraction people who came over here from France um, and they owned the vast majority of this area of land and back in the 1700s they, um, they, they actually landscaped the Glen of the Downs. They cut a large swathe of trees from the top of the hill and they built what is now the Glenview Hotel um, that was actually a small cottage that they built in sort of a peasant style and they used to bring their gentry along and they would come and sit and take a look at the view but this was all part of a movement called the picturesque movement of uh, 17, 1700s and there was an Irish gentleman called uh, John Shanahan, I think his name was who was a well-respected landscape gardener of the time I think he did Powers Court and um, he came and he planted a lot of the more exotic trees around here some of the yews and the beech trees on the western side some of the eucalyptus and there's some very uh, interesting exotic trees and he also put the original road through um, in, the, in the manner that it was a very much in a serpentine way um, so that you could actually you could never see the full length of the glen the glen was to be sort of a mysterious place but then um, the glen has you know, got a long history um, the Latouche family went bust and the land then was passed over to the uh, powers, powers courts who shared it with another family um, they extended the Glenview and I think the Octagon which was another site built on the eastern side at the top of the hill was another sort of platform for viewing the beauty of the place so there's a long, long history of, uh, of the Glen as an actual you know, a landscaped garden and I suppose if you equated it with some of the Georgian houses of Dublin you know, it's, it's up there as, a, as, a, as a, a relic of that period of Irish history you know, so I think at, even at that level it must be seen as being a very, very important place um, they used to run uh, day trips from Dublin here, right up until the 40s you could catch a train down to Bray and then uh, cars and buses would uh, drive people up to the Glenview where they'd have tea and they'd sit outside and take a look just at the beauty of the place so there's a huge history and I mean even now that's been carried through I mean here we are on a Sunday cold uh, January or end of December Sunday and uh, large numbers of families coming down here enjoying themselves um, Really, you know, I mean, the, the, the Glen will always will and always, I think, hopefully, if they, if, they, if they leave it alone and don't put a road through it, it'll always uh, be a place for people to come and get away from, you know, from the hectic life of Dublin.
2: From here, there's uh, an oak tree just outside, covered in ivy. And then there's the new roundhouse that's just gone up. Uh, it's a bit of a communal meeting place. And it's also going to be an information centre for people. And the new kitchen that's just gone up. Uh, it's the one with the green roof on it and we've um, got the river down below there it's quite relaxing in the evenings well, uh, the occasion the traffic dies down you can hear it bubbling away there but um, it's a very old wood that oak, wood, that oak tree there it's um, a sessile oak and I believe they're very unique the oaks down here because they've never been cross pollinated with any other type of oak so it's very unusual that and um, it's kind of a precious sort of um, item and we've got to look after it.
1: One thing I've noticed since I've been here is is this noise all the time in the background.
2: Sorry, noise? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What road?
1: Can you tell me about... um, Different times of day. I mean, if, if, if you're up here at night time, just tell me how, how the noise changes.
2: It doesn't, <laughs> it's just going constantly. Um, we may get about 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes every hour or so, where it's quiet, absolutely nothing. Um, generally, Saturday night uh, after say what, um, after midnight, sometime it tends to start dying down and then early hours it starts getting very quiet but um, the rest of the week it's just constant it's, it's a nightmare the faster these cars go the more noise they make and, you know. so if they're going to make the road wider it goes faster you're going to get even more noise can't win